Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heath Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. Samuel chapter 21. You know, in this time, in, in, in times such as these that we're going through right now, it's often hard as being in this position to always know what the right words and the right things are to say. But how I many know if we just leave it up to God, He'll take care of it, amen, and what to say and what to do. And, and that's what I've done. Because there's a lot of ways that I could approach this situation, a lot of things that, that I could say that might not be quite right. <laughs> I know what you mean. If you understand what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, we have to be as especially, especially, especially as children of God, we have to understand and be tapping into what the truth true, true issue and problems are. Amen? Yeah. And we know that everything, everything that everything that we encounter, everything starts where? In the spirit. Yes. Everything starts in the spirit. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not sitting here saying that that that, that we just sit and I think we, we talked about it in Bible study on Thursday. I'm not just saying that we keep everything so spiritual and so heavenly minded that, that we do no earthly good. But what I'm saying is we have to have a starting point. And our starting point is always in the spirit. Because when we tap into the spirit realm, see, because this is, this is the thing. Thank you, God. <clears throat> see, what they want us to say is that, you know, we, we keep hearing, I've heard, you know, we're praying, you know, and all this stuff we've been doing don't work and all this stuff. But it's mighty funny how all of that worked back <laughs> during the Civil Rights Movement. Yeah, yeah. It's mighty funny how the movement came out of the church. But now for some reason, they want us to be convinced that that ain't where it's gonna start. But I come today to say that the devil lives a lie. It, it, it's gonna start right here. Why? Because my word says that whatever we bind on earth has already Y'all gonna catch that. You gonna get that when you get home. You'll get happy then. See, whatever we bind right here, God already done selling it. Y'all don't even get Am I the only one getting that? See, what we, we keep on getting confused looking at the unsettled work. God says, no, you gotta tap into where it's already settled. It's already been done. And once you tap into where it's already been done, then guess what? You can bring it here and what? Get it done. Get it done. 
Amen. That's why we go into the prayer closet. That's why we go behind the veil and say, God, show me the settled work. Show me where it's already been done. Show me where the kingdom of heaven has already settled the issue. Now when I come out, I bring the answers and the solution with me. And even more importantly, as we'll see at the end of this text, is that we are the solution. Second Samuel chapter 21, we got verse 8 here. Second Samuel chapter 21. Second Samuel chapter 21, we got verse 8. It says the king, and they're talking about David here. The king took two sons of Rispa, the daughter of Ai, whom she bore to Saul, or money and Mephibosheth, and the five sons of Moab, the daughter of Saul, whom she bore to Adriel, the son of whatever that name is, Barazilla, the Mahel, anyway, y'all get it. And verse 9, and he gave them into the hands of the Gibeonites. And they hanged them on the mountain before the Lord, and the seven, the seven, catch that when you get home, of them perished together. They were put to death in the first days of harvest at the beginning of the barley harvest. Why am I, why did I key in on the seven? How many have lost lives this week that, I mean, uh, that, that we've been, you know, bombarded with? Of course, there's others that have lost lives, but we had two, two black men and five police equals what? Seven. Here we have in the scripture, it says that they hang them, the seven, the seven. They hang them before the Lord and the seven of them perish together. Together. See, what, what they want us to focus on is that in some kind of way the perishing of these were, were separated. Yes, it happened on different events, but the grand scheme of things is this happened together. And we're going to find out. In verse 10, it says, Then Rispa, the daughter of Ai, took sackcloth and spread it for herself on the rock from the beginning of harvest until rain fell upon them from heavens. And she did not allow the birds of the air to come upon them by day or the beasts of the field by night. When David was told what Rispa, the daughter of Ai, the concubine of Saul, had done, David went and took the bones of Saul and the bones of his son Jonathan from the men of Jabesh Gilead, whom had stolen them from the public square of Bethshan, where the Philistines had hanged them. And on the day the Philistines killed Saul on Gilboa. In verse 13, and he bought up from there the bones of Saul and the bones of his son Jonathan, and they gathered the bones of those who were hanged. And he they buried the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan in the land of Benjamin and Zella, in the tomb of Kish, his father. And they did all the king commanded. And after that, God responded to the plea for the land. I know that's a lot to take in, but you know I'm gonna break it down. Amen. I know you're gonna do it. So let's ride. That's roll. Here we had a story that that this is right when the transition, catch that also. It is right from the transition of kingship from from king being being uh, uh being Saul to now the king is the David. Amen. So there's a transition 
There's a transition. Let, let's catch that in the spirit so we see it in the natural. There's a transition uh, of authority that is going on right here in the scripture, but also in this earth realm. Amen. And it says the king took two sons of Rizpah back in verse 8. And what's happening is, 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 is David has went to the Gibeonites. The Gibeonites had had, 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 a, had had something over them from the Lord and said he told Saul and, and the people of Israel not to touch the Gibeonites. Don't, don't harm them. Don't mess with them. But Saul, because he had got all built up and wanted to be a king of the people and wanted to be liked by the people, he slew some of the Gibeonites. So we had a people pleaser as king. Amen. But now David is the king. And there's famine in the land. They, 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 there's no rain. The crops are not growing. Things are not happening the way they're supposed to. And now David goes before the Lord in prayer and says, well, what's going on? And God says, because, because what Saul did there's a curse over the land. That's why the famine is there because of what Saul did. So David goes to the to the Gibeonites and they say, well, you know, we want some get back. We want some revenge on what Saul did. But how many know that as David being the king, why would he be concerned about what another king had done? Amen. See, the transition had not taken place fully as we see here because David has a little bit of Saul in him in that he agrees to the political decision of the Gibeonites. And he says, well, if that's what you want, then that's what we'll do. We'll, I'll, I'll turn over some of Saul's seed to you. What am I, what, what you saying, Pastor? See, there's a greater spiritual thing that is happening and occurring in what we're seeing transpire in this earth realm. There's a transfer of power, and in that transfer of power, there, there, there's an enemy that is trying to take ownership in this earth realm, and that enemy is calling forth sacrifice. But because there are no true kings that are willing to stand in this earth realm and declare that whatever happened in the past don't matter to me. There's a line that has been drawn in the sand. I know what they had done. I know what had happened, but it's a new king in the territory now. So I'm not going to be decreeing and walking under the old authority. So you can't pour new wine in into old wineskins. That's why it causes to bust. And so David here agrees with, to the Gibeonites and, and it says that, that, they, that he takes the two sons of Rispa. And that's who I really want to talk about is this, this little old woman named Rispa. Now Rispa was interesting because she was nothing more than a concubine. She was one of Saul's jump offs. Amen. Who just happened to have some kids by him two sons. But David gathers those two sons and, and, and five other people and he goes with the political movement of the time and says, well, we're going to go ahead and hang these people in the courts. And not only are we going to hang them till they die, but we're going to leave them there as a symbol to the Gibeonites that everything is okay between us. 
How many know that that during that custom in time that for a Jewish custom to for somebody to die and you not to bury them? That's bad. See, Jude, now I know how us, us black folks, you know, somebody died on Saturday, we don't bury them until about two weeks because everybody got to come into town and get their money, get them off. Yeah. But in the Jewish custom, I mean, you was put in the ground almost the same day you died. Amen. So this was a, this was a dishonor. This was a dishonor, much like what's going on right now. It's a, it's a dishonor to, to see blood shed in the street from the very people who could, could rise to be kings, to have greatness. How much is dying in the streets that could be living and changing the world? And we have Rispa here. Rispa, just a little old concubine. No power, no authority. No, no answers she thinks or what most people around may think. Kind of how we are. What, what's the answer? What's the solution? I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't have no authority. I can't change the laws. I can't do nothing. The only thing, if I do take the law into my own hand, I'm going to end up in trouble. So what, what do I do? But see, Risper, Risper here, she, she has a solution. And I think that solution comes about out of her name because her name means hot coals. Hot coals. How many know that diamonds are made from coal? Amen? But that diamond only is produced out of that coal when? Pressure. When the pressure is applied to whisper when the pressure is applied to the coal that is in her. See, pressure either will bust pipes or will make diamonds. What are we going to do in the midst of this pressure? Are we going to bust because we're looking and taking in everything on the TV that's trying to put fear into us? You got people who don't want to leave their house, don't want their kids to go play, don't want to because something might happen to them. Well, here's a, here's a little secret. There's always something that could happen. It don't take TV news to tell you that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen? We live in a fallen world, but we don't suppose to live in a bubble. Yeah. Rispa says, you know what? This, 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 this ain't how it's supposed to be. Okay, you already took my sons and, and you hung them. You, you, you killed them. There's nothing I can do about that now. I can't bring them back. But, I, but I'm not going to sit here and you not bury them. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here. See, to, 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 what am I saying? To try to connect the dots. She's saying, I'm not going to sit here and not get justice. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm not just going to sit here and, and, and allow this injustice to continue. I, I can't bring them back. There's nothing I can do to bring their lives back. But there's something I can do to draw a line in this sand. I can use this hot coal in me. And see, the, her name means hot coal. There's also a thing that a lot of back in the days, the old days, when you would get open wounds or bad wounds, they would take hot coal and stick it on the wound to cauterize it so that it can seal up. Catch that now. I'm giving you something. I'm giving you stuff. See, she says that, that I'm going to put myself on this open wound and I'm going to seal this thing up. I'm not getting ready to be the victim any longer. I'm not getting ready to succumb to the pressure any longer. See, there's some things that are going to come in your life that's either going to break you down or you're going to break through. Amen. Amen. 
See, you got to be able to reverse what came to break you. You got to be able to turn what came to destroy you. You got to be able to push back what came to kill you. See, Rispa said, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stand. I'm not going to be a victim no more. See, instead of, instead of, instead of crying about it or, or going to the king and, and complaining about it, she did what? It says in the scriptures she did what? She took out her sackcloth in verse 10 and spread it for herself. I like that part right there because they, 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 they made it personal right there. Spread it for her. Self, herself, spread, spread it for. See, there's a reason they, they put words in there for reason. They don't. They could. They could have left out herself. Spread. They, she spread the sackcloth on the rock, but she said they said to spread it for herself. Now, quick background: the sackcloth is when people are getting ready to go in the morning, but also fasting and prayer. So that's what Risp was doing. She's getting in a position of fasting and praying for herself. She say, there's some things going on around me, but I got to get my mind right. There's some stuff that I'm going through, but I got to get myself together. There's some stuff that's going on in this world, in this environment, but I'm not going to allow it to break me. I got to get myself right. And the only way I can do that, the only way I know to do that first is to put my sackcloth down for myself, get myself together. Together. But then don't miss that one word where it's, see, where, she, where did she spread it at? On the rock. On the rock. Mm. <laughs> I tell you, this word is something else. On the rock. They didn't have to put that there. Yeah, they could have just said she spread the sackcloth. Right. They could have just said she laid it down. Yeah. But they said that she spread it on the rock. The rock. Didn't say a rock. <laughs> it didn't say any rock. Help me yep. preach this thing. It said she spread it on the rock. See, when you're going to pray in the, in the fan for what you're going through, what we're going through right now, we got to get on the rock. Amen. The rock who is what? He says, upon this rock. Upon this rock. A lot of people talk about that scripture and they think that he was talking to Peter because he switched Peter's name right there. But see, Peter's name would have never been switched if Peter didn't recognize who he was talking to in the first place. That's when it happens. He said, who do you think I am? He said, you are the son of God. He said, well, then upon this rock, I will build the church. And he said, and the gates of hell shall not Prevail. I'm preaching myself happy. Y'all look at me like y'all don't like this thing. But I love it because, see, I know we got a rock that it says whenever the enemy rises up like a flood, that what? He will raise up a standard. See, a standard means what you're going to stand for, what you're going to believe in, what you're going to stand on. See, we can stand on words of men or we can stand on God. We can stand on the word that will never fail. I'm reading out of the book of Samuel. Samuel was a prophet where the word of God said that his words never fell to the ground. What does that mean? Whatever he said came to pass before the word could even hit the ground. That's it. That's Meaning that water started falling and he said ice, it'll be ice before he stops speaking. Mm. All right. Hallelujah. 
That's the power that we have. And Rispa tapped into it. She said, she said, no, not no more. Not, not right now. I gotta get myself together because there's some things that that, that that are going on that, that's not right. We got famine in the land, and now you done took my, my sons and, and all that, and, 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 and the famine's still here. So what you did didn't work. Your solution didn't work. And I know that's what people are saying. All the marching and the protesting and all that didn't work. It ain't working. We, they still killing us. And it might not be working. But why? Because we got to tap into the real solution. To the source. And I believe, I believe on the, uh, with the, all this inside of me that God will give us the divine strategies, the divine solutions to overthrow this thing. He said, because the gates of hell shall not prevail. He said, no weapon form shall prosper. Yes, the weapons are formed. Yes, they killing us with them. Yes, they taking us down with them. But it shall not prosper. We are in war. In war, you will lose people. In yes. war, there will be casualties. Yes. But it shall not prosper. Prosper means that at the end of the day, when you take account, there will be more left standing than have ever fallen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. That's some good stuff, Pastor. But you got to come out the closet. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, you got to come out. Because, see... Don't get me wrong. I ain't saying we just stand there and pray and think God gonna come down like some little genie and wipe the folks away. See, he uses the whispers to change things. We the whispers in the world. We gotta have that hot coal, that burning fire, that righteous indignation. That's why he said, be angry, but sin not. That means be mad at what's going on, but don't go out trying to kill nobody. Be upset. See, if you're quiet about it, you're just as bad as the perpetrator. So you got to be like Rispa. And see, Rispa says, I like in verse 10, the second part, after she, she laid this thing down on the, the sackcloth on the rock, it says, from the beginning of harvest until the rain fell. That's a long time. In, Jewish, in, in, in that time period, that's about from April to about October. That's a long time. How, how many of us willing to lay it all down for that long? That's why stuff keep happening, because we don't stay mad long enough. We, we mad this week, but I guarantee you there will be something this week coming up or the week coming, some entertainment thing. Somebody going to get traded somewhere, or somebody going to get some big money, or, or somebody on the housewives going to do something, and everything will be back to normal. Cause we don't stay mad long enough, but we gotta be like Rispa. I, I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere till I see. I, I'm not going nowhere till I see it rain. Mm -hmm. I know my children ain't coming back, but I gotta see what's in this land. This famine got to end. I know David did what he did to try to end this thing, but that didn't work. So I gotta go to what works. I gotta go to who works. I gotta go to what don't listen to man. I gotta go to what don't care about what man's opinion is. I gotta go to the thing that can shift the hearts of men. I gotta go to the thing, to the source that can turn this thing around. And then it says, and she did not allow the birds of the air to come upon them by day or the beast of the field by night. 
this woman sit out here day and night by herself. Now, not only is she praying and fasting, but now she fighting. She fighting. She fighting. She got fighting birds. She fighting. The, the, the vultures coming in, and she gotta she gotta push them off. And the, the jackals and the, the the beasts of night they coming up trying to trying to trying to eat the bodies. And she gotta fight. You you think she can just stomp her foot and a, and a hungry jackal gonna run off? No, it's some fighting going on. It, it's some it's some warfare. She putting some hands on some things. Yes, quickly. Amen. Quickly. And that's what the enemy see. The enemy will come in. He'll come in like 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 the the vultures of dis discouragement. He'll come in like the jackals of of disappointment. He'll come in like the beast of depression. And oh woe is me. And things ain't gonna ever change. And and this is how it's always gonna be. And and this is what we always went through. We just see it more because we got cameras now. But it's all always been like this. It's always going to be like this. The devil is a lie. We got to fight the jackals. We got to fight the vultures. We got to push off the beasts. We got to push off the birds of prey. We got to stand like whisper and say that I am going to do this until justice prevails. Why? Because your, your, a lot of times our helping hand is right at the end of our own arm. Oh, that's good. That's good. See, we always looking for other things and other people and other solutions, but a lot of times what happens is in our own, I know, you know, as black people, a lot of times, and, and I, you know, I, I'm speaking specifically to us on this point, is that, is that we, we look so hard for a savior all the time that until one show up, we act like we can't do nothing. But we need somebody to bring us all together. We need somebody to, to do it. But see that what 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 God is trying to get get us to understand. Even when Christ came, he he was the Savior, but he taught kingdom. Yeah. He said, "Yes, I'm the Savior. I came to give you life. You got it now. What you gonna do with it? What you going to? That's settled. That's settled. That's settled. But what he was trying to do is get them a kingdom mindset, meeting an authority mindset. Because what was he trying to do? He was trying to them for when he was about to leave. He says your leader is not going to be here, but you still got to finish the work. But see, we didn't finish the work when when they took the leaders of the Hewitt News and the Martin Luther Kings and the Malcolm X's and, yeah. and, and they were like, oh, now what are we doing? We turn around in the wind like we don't have nobody to lead us. But we never got the true plan was that we're supposed to continue the work. The work wasn't finished just because we get to spend money in their pockets. No, that's right. That's right. Our money in their pockets. The work ain't over. The work is not over because you get to ride the front of the bus. The work is over when you own the bus. Yeah. Come on, people. But we ain't like Rispa. We don't want to stay long enough. So if we get to the front, we fine. So when we get to sit down in the same places, we fine. So when we get to live in the same places, we fine. Now don't mean that don't we ain't worried about the fact that we live in the same neighborhood, but they got a 5% interest rate and we got a 15% interest rate, but we ain't worried about that because we get to live here. See, it's a difference between equality and justice. Yes. 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 It's a difference. Yes. It's a difference. It's a difference, but Rispa said, I need justice. Yeah. 
Because I, 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 she already had equality. They only killed two of her sons. Yeah. They killed the other one with five of them. Mm -hmm. So then she wasn't looking for equality. No. She looking for justice. That's what we have to do. We have to look for justice. But, but, but what we have to realize is that it comes in each and every one of us. How are you living your life as a life of justice? Fighting off the issues in your own life. That's why I said she laid down a sackcloth for herself. See, we can't help the world till we help ourselves. That's what they tell you even on a plane. If the plane about to go down, they say even if you got a child, you put the mask on yourself first. Because if you dead, who going to put the mask on your child? And I know that seems like a selfish type mentality for a kingdom mind, but it's not about being selfish. You, 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 you preserve yourself so that you can help preserve others. You getting yourself together so that you can help get others together. See, we got to get ourselves together economically, socially, and politically. We have to get ourselves together. You got to get your money right because I don't want to sit up here and prophesy any fear in the people's lives, but I'm trying to tell you, you better get your money right. Sooner rather than later. You better have two nickels to rub together. You better put some little money up somewhere. That's all I got to say about that. Because we got to understand like RISPA. We got to stay long through this thing. We got to do through this thing. Why? Because we're in a battle. We're in a battle. We're in a battle. We're in a battle. But how many know that we got to understand that we're fighting from a winning position? We win. See, that's the part that, that, that the enemy don't want us to get. And, and not even just what we're going on with this, this, this past week stuff. I'm just talking about in your life period. Turn to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 and verse 37. For the second time, I'm going to read them. It's Romans 8 and 37. Well, no, I'm, I'm going to start at 36 because I have a kind of put in context. It said, as it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. Then in verse 37, Apostle Paul writes here, no. <laughs> it might look that way. He says, but in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. He said, we more than conquerors. What does that mean? How can you be more than a conqueror? What is he saying right here? What you saying, Paul? Paul is saying that you're more than conquerors. Meaning you might be going through some things, Risper. You might be going through some issues right now. They might have took your children right now. You might be laying out here fighting off these things in your life right now. But you are more than a conqueror. What do I mean by that? It means that when you come out, you're going to come out better than you went in. You might have came, you might have went in broke, but you're coming out blessed. You might have went in weak, but you're coming out strong. You might have went into the fire, but you're coming out fireproof. Yes. Fireproof. Yes. 
God says that we are more than conquerors. We got to tap in. Quit allowing what the enemy is trying to push into our mind through the airways, the media manipulating us every day, trying to put into our mind, trying to unleash a spirit of fear. We bind that right now in the name of Jesus. We bust it up where it in the source. We uproot it right now in the name of Jesus because God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. Our mind shall stay sound. Our mind shall stay disciplined because we shall walk in the power of God. We shall walk in the love of God because as Paul said here, there's no thing that can separate us from the love of God. I don't care what you bring against me. I don't care what you say about me. I don't care what you do to me. You might knock me down, but I'm going to get back up. We're going to continue to multiply. We're going to continue to do what God has called us to do. We shall not be overcome by fear. Yes. Don't allow it to come into your life. Break away from that stuff. He says he has overcome the world. Yes. And he is in us. Yes. See, we're not praying for a victory. See, that's why it ain't never worked before. Because we go into the prayer closet trying to ask God for victory. God said, you already got it. When you come to the closet, don't ask me for victory. Ask me where it is. Because it's already yours. Go and get what belongs to you. Go and get the overcoming. Go and get the breakthrough. Go and get the over the, the, the busting down the barriers. He says that mighty are our weapons for bringing down stronghold. Yeah, it's a stronghold on this earth. Yeah, it's a stronghold in America. But mighty are our weapons for bringing down strongholds. How? Because he said we hold every thought captive to the word of God. Yes. I'm trying to give you something here. Because yes. Yes. we can't keep cowtown and bound down in fear. Because God says that I have said in John 16 and 33, He said, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. There you go. That's it. He said, You're going to have some problems. That's right. This ain't going away. It matter of fact, it make it a little worse. But don't worry about it, cause oh, in the end, in the end, I know the score don't look good. I know it look like you're losing. I know it look like you've been down for 400 years. I know it look like things ain't never turned around. Oh, but in the end, in the end, see, we gotta be like Risper. We gotta be just like Risper because. See, see, extreme times call for extreme measures. See, we can just keep, we can sit there or we can sit in the word. And it ain't about just making us feel good. It's about what? So that we can become the salt and the light of this earth. Amen. See, we got to realize, are we going to be lampshades or are we going to be lights? See, lampshades, they can be cute and pretty. They can decorate. They can, they can, they can look, make the atmosphere look cute. You got the little 
pretty lampshade in your living room and, and all that, everybody look at it, but but it's only the light that can shift the atmosphere. Yeah. See, a lampshade can't turn like darkness into light. A lampshade can't change the environment. A lampshade can't shift the atmosphere. It can look cute. It can look and have the appearance of doing something, but it's only the light that's underneath that's going to shift the light atmosphere. See, it's that light that's inside of us. We got to be like God when he saw the darkness in the beginning of Genesis. He said, let there be light. Everything that's inside of me become. We got to believe it. We got the power to stand in the middle of all the streets at night and say, not one shall die in these streets. Not one shall over be overcome in these streets. We got to be able to, even when we passing by and we see somebody pulled over by the police, we can just keep on passing by and push a hand out the window and say, not today. We command the authority because he has power over the sent word. Even the centurion said, I am a man of authority. And I know that if I tell them to go, they go. So greater than what you can do, Christ. If you command it, I know it's going to be done. Yes, yes God. Who are we? Hallelujah. Yes, God. See, they're trying to convince us that it ain't going to come out the yes, church. But the devil is alive. That's where it's going to start at. Because the only reason it's happening because it ain't come out the church. My God. But the church, we got to get stuff out of us so that we can put the right stuff in the earth. Because that's where it's coming from. I don't care what they say. I don't care what it looked like. It's coming from here. Because what we're battling is spiritual. White supremacy is a spiritual thing. Yes. Yes. It's not. It's not man. They, they just they created it to make it look like man. But this is a demonic thing yes. that we are fighting. Yes. You do not fight demons in the flesh. No. You will never win. Never, never win. You will never win. That's right. But I got a God that says in His Word what He says that everything that has a name shall bow. No to the name of Christ. White supremacy is a name. So I can speak Christ against it. Yeah, see they, they call themselves raising up, raising up crosses and burning them and you know, and they Christian and all. But see, those are not people of God. Amen. Because see, we know that it says no thing can separate it. See, the world is too deadly. Hell is too hot. And we in too much trouble to just sit in church and shout and get happy and get filled up on Sunday drugs and go and get sad and mess aside for the rest of the week. No, we come to church to get filled so that we can go out into the world and do what God has affected us to do. That means that we're getting on our computer. we talking to them. we sending emails to the councilman. we calling up mails. we getting on the phone. It says your helping hand right there is at the end of your arm. What phone you got in your hand? What laptop you got in your hand? See, we can make change. They just convinced us that we can't. Ain't no use me writing a letter, it ain't gonna do nothing. How do you know your one letter? You pray over that thing, you send the anointing over it, and it just happens to get into that congressman's uh, thing. He said, I don't know, but something just shifted. I don't even know why I'm doing what I'm doing. I don't, see, the, the, God don't need people to understand what they're doing in order for it to be done. That's right. Because my word says that he will make our enemies. Y'all don't even understand. Yes, Lord. Yes. Go ahead, Pastor. Yes. Mm. See, he says, do, 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 do all you can. See, Rispa did all she could. Yes, yes. 
She did all she could. She like I I can't bring him back. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to do. I'm gonna do the one thing that I know works. Yes, Jesus. I'm gonna do the one thing I know that gets answers. I'm gonna do the one thing I know that shifts environments. I'm gonna do the one thing I know. And if you don't believe me, it worked because it says right there. It, 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 they threw it in the middle of everything. But in verse ten, it says she stayed from the beginning of harvest until rain fell. I read it fast first time, but I, I wanted you to miss it. But I want to slow it down now because it says what? Until rain fell. So she came, she got what she came for. Because that was what it was all about in the first place. It was about ending this famine. And, and this woman stayed on her post. She was like Nehemiah, I got work to do. I can't come down. Yeah, quit calling me over there. Quit saying all that. I yeah, I, I fear gone now. Discouragement gone now. I ain't got no time. Depression gone. I don't got no time for that. I don't have no time for all this stuff. Cause I got work to do. I have work to do. We each and every one of us sitting in here has work to do. Even if your work is nothing but inspiring somebody who might be down and saying, no, it's going to be all right. Even from the young to the oldest, you can tell somebody, don't succumb to that fear. Don't believe everything you see. Believe half of what you heard and I'll be half of what you see and none of what you heard. Because see, rumors go around and, and, it, and it sound like, you know, that is true. But that's what the enemy do. The enemy will speak a half truth. And which ain't nothing but a whole lie. Amen. So we got to understand what we really are. We got we to gotta do all that we can and let God handle the rest. Amen. Amen. See, because God right here, lastly, when she, 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 um, she had the rain to fall. But then not only was that, if you look in verse 14, I'm back in 2 Samuel 21, verse 14, it says, and they buried the bones of Saul. And his son Jonathan, yeah. and the land of Benjamin, and the tomb, and all that. And then it says, and they and they did all the king commanded. Now here we had at the very beginning, and I'm finishing right here though. But at the very beginning, the king David was doing what the Gibeonites wanted him to do. He was following what they wanted him to do. But there was this little woman named Rispa. Who said, you know what? I'm finna shift some things. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm finna make some things different. Because now we see right here in this last part of this verse, it said, and, and they did all the king commanded. Same king. Mm -hmm. But he's saying, take them down. Amen. Bury them. Give them a proper burial. Yeah. In, in other words, in today's time, give them justice. Mm -hmm. Give them justice. It all came from one person. Don't let nobody fool you. Don't let nobody, don't let them convince you that, that one person can't change nothing. This was one person. One per and nowhere in this text do we see that she even talked to David. Nowhere do we see that she even came face to face with David. But we do see that it says when David was told what Rispa had done. 
See, there's kings that are going to be hearing what you have done. There's people in authority that can hear what you have done. You might not ever have to meet them, but they like, who is that little wrist out of heat, man? What, what have they done? I see what they're doing. Some, do, now, oh, no, we got to get justice. We got we to gotta change some things. We got to shift some things. But see, some of you looking at me like, oh, that, that can't happen. That's where the problem is because you don't believe that. I uproot that doubt. But I, I saw as soon as I cast the seed, the doubt came in the white. You can. We can. This is one person, one person, one person, one, one, one person who didn't have no power. She was a concubine. One, that's the lowest that you can get in the Jewish custom. She was a first, she's a woman and she's a concubine. Bottom line, I didn't even want to put it out there like that, but that's what it is. Amen. Last, real quick, last, real quick. Turn to 2 Corinthians, and I'll finish right here. Turn to 2 Corinthians, because I want you to see something. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Then we going home. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, that's it. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I ain't saying that as just a preacher, I'm for real. We going home like this. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Because I'm done, but I just want you to see this. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8. Oh, uh, let me see. No, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, yeah, verse 17. This is what I want you to go home with. 2 Corinthians, write this down too, if you got to, because I, I want you to meditate on this throughout the week. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. 17? Yeah. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. Oh, yeah, okay. 2 Corinthians. Chapter 4, verse 17. It says, for this light. See, what we're going through ain't even heaven. You think it is. <laughs> he says, but this light. But I like this other word. Momentary. I mean, what you're going through is temporary. This light momentary affliction is preparing. Ooh. For us, an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. And here it is, verse 18. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, meaning temporary. But the things that are unseen are eternal. Whatever we bind on earth. Has already been bound in heaven. Meaning, whatever we see on earth can already come from the unseen in heaven. See, that's having vision. That's what God wants us to be. See, it's not that we sit down here and cry, oh Lord, please come back so you can take us to heaven. God is saying, no, please stay so you can bring heaven down. Be heaven on earth, be the kingdom expanders on earth. Amen. 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 You got to tell people, excuse me for a minute. I, I got something in my eye. I got vision. <laughs> I got something in my eye. I got to look past what you see and saying and doing. Yeah. I'm not going to get caught up in all this rigmarole and this Facebook right. stuff and fighting folks. Don't, when you find a fool, leave them a fool. That's right. Because what they'll do is they'll wrestle you down and That's beat right. you with their experience. That's right. You'll catch that when you get home. Mm -hmm. Father God, I just thank you right now. We just bless your name, Father. We give you the honor and the glory today, Father.
for all that you have done in our life, Father God. We thank you that you will begin to ignite our fire even the more, Father God. Stir us up, Father God, so that we, we can be like Rispa, Father. Hot coals that will cauterize this wound, this open wound in this earth, Father God. That we can apply the right solutions, the right answers that you give to us, Father God. So, Father God, I pray that your people have begun to have open minds, open visions, open dreams at night, Father God, so that you can speak into their lives what needs to be done. And, Father God, when you speak it to them, Father, I pray that they have the obedience to carry it out, Father God. We thank you right now in the name of Jesus that this light momentary affliction is only preparing us. So, Father God, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus.